Trading Nut, episode 159. Measured moves. Don't leave home without it, right? And um, it's, I think, especially on a monthly and weekly, measured moves. I mean, they are so powerful. The market does the same thing every single time. Human emotions, they never change, right? And those prints show up on longer-term charts. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Jim Bartoloni on the show. Now, he goes by the name of Bar. We're going to call him that throughout the show. Now, he is an ex-Top Gun pilot turned trader, trades pretty much everything, or has traded pretty much everything from Forex to stocks. Um, He does what I would have to say is probably the most unique kind of approach on a chart that I've ever seen. We shot a video after the show, so you're going to get to see how that works. Make sure you check that out. It's coming very soon to the airwaves here on Trading Nut. Um, he calls what he does advanced pattern recognition, and he's been doing it for over 10 years. All recorded there on the blog Bart's Charts, where he's done that from 2013. Very regular blog where he breaks down uh, the trades that he's taking and some of his charting as well. So guys, yeah, do check out the video we shot after this where he breaks stuff down on a price chart. Um, And other things coming up here on Trading Up before we get into the interview, we've got the Genius Trader hitting the airwaves next week. So it's launching next week, guys. So please stay tuned for that. Subscribe to everything you can on the Trading Nut channel and you'll get access to that. Um, We've also got the Robot Builders Club offer for January. If you do want to get access to my Robot Builders Club and automate some or all of your trading, learn how to do that, take that skill on board, uh, then this is a great time to join because you get my Trailblazer bot and my Happy Singles bot. Their performance reports are over there on the trading.com website. Uh, You've got to dive into the detail on them though as well because I'm running a number of different strategies in them. You'll see that a couple of the pairs aren't performing well and these are because these are experimental strategies. But overall, they're looking pretty solid. So guys, go and check that out. Um, and remember, the doors are closing soon on that Robot Builders Club. So please, if you do want to come on board now, is the time to do it uh, and learn how to automate what you're doing. All right, guys, enough from me. Let's get on with the show today with Bart. Hey, folks, my sponsors, City Traders Imperium, have just launched some amazing changes to their funded trader program you got to check out. You can now skip the whole evaluation, trade gold as well as Forex, plus they've increased the drawdown you're allowed in both the evaluation and when funded. With CTI, it's even faster and easier to reach up to $4 million in funding with a 50 to 70% profit share. Click the link in the description to find out what else has changed. All right, guys, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Jim Bart, uh, Bartoloni on the show and goes by the name of Bart. Right, so your middle name's not Bart. You go by the name of Bart. Um, look, yeah. it's fantastic that we finally got you on. Uh, I got <laughs> Thank you for a, your patience. Yeah, look, it's, it's, I got a recommendation. And uh, I, I've seen your blog, which stretches back to 2013. So mm-hmm. everything, I mean, which is great because there's like a, a historical record of your entire trading journey from then until now. And I like even saw yeah. there was a post on the, I think maybe one or two days ago, that you put one up in December 2021. So you've been doing this consistently uh, for, for ages. And I've, I was even surprised at some of the stuff I saw back in 2013 with some of the things you're drawing on charts. Uh, hence why the blog's called Bart's Charts. Uh, now, yeah, my um, wife came up with that name, by the way. Oh, did you? Oh, did yeah, you? My wife. Oh, your, my wife. Wife. Oh, your wife. Oh, cool, ah, cool. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's awesome. And so, guys, if you want to know a, a quick sort of, actually, I tell you what, you do the potted history because I think uh, your sort of life story and as a whole is pretty cool. So, if you want to start off by giving us that, and then how you fell into trading, yeah, for sure, Cam. So, first off, uh, thanks again, and thanks again for your patience. It's uh, it's been crazy over here in the states and travel and everything. So, I'm, it's really great to meet you, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun to talk to your subscribers. And um, man, like I said, I'm an open book. So, any questions, uh, please. 
subscribers, uh, people listening in, whatever, to, to you uh, ask. It just hit me on the blog. I will always get back. Well, sometimes it may take a little time, but I will always respond. So, you know, um, I always had an interest in the markets um, starting, you know, back when I was a teenager. And um, I, I was able to join the Navy. So I flew fighters for the Navy for 11 years. Um, and that was a phenomenal run and, quite frankly, a privilege. I still can't believe they gave me the keys to a $60 million jet when I was in my 20s. But, you know, a blind squirrel found an acorn, if you will. And uh, I was able to hop gun, and I was a strike lead, and, and it was just an incredible run. Um, so I got out, and uh, I actually started a virtual reality company, believe it or not. Um, we were 15 years too early, so we sold that. But when I was um, uh, selling, you know, our product, I came across an old uh, fighter pilot of mine, an amazing fighter pilot and trader. His name's Jeff, and uh, call sign Easy Lay, and do the math. Um, <laughs> And he was up at uh, an F-16 Ohio Air National Guard in uh, the States. And um, we're talking and everything. And all of a sudden I hear this, like, what was that? And he's like, you don't want to know. Frankly, I should have listened to him. I wish I didn't. Um, and I came around the corner and there was a chart. I'd never seen one. I didn't know what the heck it was. And he was trading uh, currencies, foreign currencies, spot currencies. I, I forget exactly what the currency was. He's like, oh, that's the dollar versus the yen. Like, what? The, against the who? You know? And um, that started the journey. And for, for whatever reason, I just was really drawn to what I saw on the chart. So Jeff and I started pushing each other. Um, we just started literally, like, picking up books and just putting them on our forehead and, and throwing them aside. And so there was something that was, I think, telling me that the market pivots at a number for a reason. Did I know the reason? Absolutely not. Do I still know them? Absolutely not. But I can get close, right? And so I've, um, I've spent a significant amount of time with some mentors. I was able to train with Connie Brown. She's an incredible lady, brilliant. I mean, the lady's brilliant. Uh, Joe DiNapoli was where I first learned a lot of the DiNapoli levels and uh, how to work different nodes and, and really hone in on how to do retracements. Uh, Larry Pesavento has taught me a lot about the patterns. He's a friend and a mentor. Uh, I Skype with him all the time. And then, you know, Michael Jenkins really brought a lot uh, to, to me to kind of fuse how I looked at the market. And so um, I got my chartered market technician uh, call. And for a while, for about a year or two, in fact, that's where I met J.C. Peretz from All Star Charts. Uh, I was his uh, instructor for CMT Level 3 for the whole CMT process, and I was teaching kind of Elliott Wave stuff, and um, it was a blast. I really enjoyed it, and in fact, uh, it was right like right when stuff was a crack in 2007, and I'll never forget it. JC was running Central Park. I was playing Led Zeppelin when the levee break, getting ready for a class, and he's like, "Why are you playing now?" I go, "Because the shit's about to hit the fan," and um, we were laughing. And here's what a geek we are: all of us chartists and stuff. He was listening to an audiobook, right, of irrational exuberance from the perspective of real estate prices, and he's running through Central Park, and I'm like, okay, we got screws loose, right? So um, anyway, I started my own CTA firm. I was a spot currency trader uh, for about four or five years, and, and when 2009 hit, it all kind of blew up, and that's when I went, you know what? I, I'm, I'm done with other people's money. I'm, I'm going to manage my own money, and I'm going to start this blog. JC got me blogging. And really, it's just kind of my stream of consciousness, right, of what I'm seeing in the market for other people to digest and, and enjoy. Uh, it is free, right? Uh, I don't charge for it. Um, and then it's also how I kind of see the market and, and, and try to, you know, manage risk and enter positions. Um, I know, you know, we were talking about it, Cam. It took me a long time to be a consistent uh, investor, period, that end of sentence. Um, uh, right before Cam hit the recording button, I said, Hey, I'm an open book. I've made all the mistakes. And so, you know, what what's drawn me to, you know, my style of trading is um, it's all, to me, patterns. Um, I, do, I do no fundamentals. Uh, quite frankly, I'm not smart enough to do fundamentals. Um, and I just look for patterns based on sacred geometry and music. And if you spend enough time, probably way too much time, on charts, you, know, you can start seeing these patterns repeat over and over and over again. And all that means is, you know, they're, they're able to help you manage risk. People ask me, they're like, well, how often are you right? And I'll say, I'm right 100% of the time. Oh, right. I'm like, I'm right 100% of the time because I know exactly where I'm wrong. 
And if you're a trader or an investor, you'll understand what I'm saying, right? Because I have no idea what's going to work and what's not, right? All I know is, have I done enough to manage risk? And that takes us back to my flying days, right? Ultimately, you got to kick the tires and man get shot down the cat, right? Catapult shot. Um, and so each time you ask yourself, have I done enough to manage risk to take off? And if the answer is yes, salute and off you go. And once that catapult shoots you down the cat, it's out of your hands, right? You don't know whether you're going to live or die or, you know, how you're going to do. So it's the same way with trading, right? Um, but Mark Douglas, every, every market moment is unique. So I've just gravitated towards the patterns. They help me manage risk. Uh, they're right a lot of times. They fail sometimes, right? But if we manage the risk, we can be become you know uh, a, a consistent, profitable trader. And um, it's it's been a journey for sure. So, so that's kind of how we got to this point in time. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Or that's, you need a little more detail? Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a fantastic journey. I, I think. I mean, I've I've got a few questions around the whole Top Gun thing. Sure. Personally, no, but sure. then what what was your call sign first of all? Bart. But oh, <laughs> funny that. <laughs> I'll kind of. <laughs> and 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 how long was the uh, uh the, sorry how close to the, the movie Top Gun was Top Gun sort of uh the the, the zero <laughs> absolutely zero. Yeah. Okay. Well, my wife loves the movie. You know, there's a new woman out in the states, and they're like, "You're gonna watch them?" Like, Absolutely not. I'm not gonna watch that. But but. It's still some pretty cool footage and stuff, so I'll probably get harangued to go into it. But they don't want to watch it with me because I'm like, that's not true. That's yeah, not yeah. True. That's not. But we'll see. But yeah, it, you know, um, it, it it was seeing a curse from a trading perspective, right? Um, and in fact, it, it, one of my first times I trained with uh, Connie Brown, Aero, Aerodynamic Investments. Have you have you ever heard of Con, Constance Brown? Or no, I, I heard of her? name does uh, sound familiar. Yeah, it does sound familiar. She, Hold on a second, just clicking. I mean, I, I've definitely she, had, I, had Larry Prisavento on the show uh, before. Oh, have you? Larry, yeah, yeah, he I was on the, Larry, my so much fun. original podcast. So, yeah, Connie, I've, I've heard of the name. I probably even reached out to her and, and not got an interview over the, yeah. the, the course of the years. But, yeah, so, so I mean, she Brilliant. was teaching you things like, what was this, uh, like, sequential, something geome- uh, geometry and patterns? I've never even heard of those. Or, or these all these things you've just mentioned, I've never heard of yeah. any of them. No, well, that's good and bad, right? Um, it's good because not many people are doing it in the market. It's bad because we gotta we got to help you see the light. But do you want to go down the roll, right? The matrix, which pill are you going to take, yeah, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes I'm wondering why I took the one I took. But it is, it is all part of the journey, right? But anyway, when I was training with Connie, she's like, you know, people assume that aviators make great investors slash traders. And that's true to an extent. The issue is when we're planning for a mission and we're, you know, doing a real life, and we try to plan it to, you know, the nth degree. And for the longest time, you know, I brought that to my investing, right? And after I really started to see the path, not that I understand them, that I see them, right? It's all a work in progress. Trust me, we all are, right? Um, you know, I would try to get it down to within cents. Right. And that's just ludicrous. Right. And so the longest time, a lot of my inconsistency and my losses were that I was trying to be too precise. Right. Because I had to be precise in the cockpit. Yeah. Right. If I wasn't, uh, people die. Right. And so it took me a long time to remove that psyche from me that I didn't need to be right. And we had to be right landing on an aircraft carrier or we die. And so and we don't like to lose, right? Again, if I lose in the air, I die, right? So that mindset was actually a hindrance for me. Mm-hmm. And it took years for me to kind of get that out of my psyche that, okay, I'm entering at 10. If it goes down to $9.30, that's okay, right? Is that 70 cents of drawdown something I can handle? And so I realized, number one, what, what time frame do I really like, right? And so then you step back to my flying days, when you get into a dogfight, right, a 1v1, it's actually extremely chaotic. It's um, it's dangerous. Um, it's very violent. Um, and, and it's three-dimensional. I mean, it's it, things are happening. And, no, by the way, you're also waiting for that person's wingman to come and shoot you too, right? So 1v1 dogfighting, you know what it is? It's day trading. Right. 
Right, right. I don't. I didn't like dog fighting. So guess how I did a trader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But then, as I looked at my career, what we were very good at as naval aviators, especially, you know, we'd go park the boat 200 miles, 150 miles off the coast of summer, and we'd take off, and then we'd have time to build a picture. Right. We know we were going to go, but okay, let's. We've got 100 miles, 150 miles to figure this out. And so what I realized when I really became profitable is it was my time frame. So I'm like a weekly month person now, right? I don't like to go down into a 15-minute chart and day trade. And, you know, some people do, and some people are incredibly uh, great at it. Um, I'm not, and I proved that, by the way. Um, so I'm more of a longer term. I mean, I might, I might put a position 10 to 15 times a year, and that's a lot. Right, so I'll like the DBA. I'm long DBA. Um, if you look at the blog, I blogged about that for four years before I have a position on. Right. But I was able to I was able to build the picture. Right. I was able, and then I was able to kind of like seeing like, wow, we've got some issues over here with commodities and the socks, Right. And I'm like, oh, as it as it continued to march into you know higher but lower single digits, I was like, oh, this is good. And we finally hit the target, the pattern. It was like, gosh, the money's over in the corner. Let's go. Let's let's go walk over and pick it up, right? So I've gotten much more methodical, much more slower in my time, monthly and weekly, and it's just slowed everything down for me. So for those who are day traders, I'm probably not the blog that you want to watch. You, you might like Baba. We can talk about that chart in a little bit. I, I blogged about that last night. Um, you know, it, it hit a very important level and it popped big time today. Well, the day trader make a lot of money on that, right? I'm more interested in holding things for months to years. So um, I'm much more of a long-term positional investor. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and and so like these these patterns and look, guys. I, I mean, I jump back to like your first posts on and back in two thousand and thirteen, and we actually your second. I don't one, even first, know what it was. Your, your first what post was, was like uh, testing this out or something. Your second post uh, had some charts with um, with these big circles drawn on the chart, yeah. like you know, just sort of a, a circle drawn on the chart and crossing over price, and then some sort of angled lines sticking out from inside the circle and some of them were you know the circles connecting circles and i was just like how on earth do you read this stuff this is just i've never seen anything like this before in my life i mean uh, first of all what what is what is that kind of uh i mean it's the geometric stuff but when I mean, what can you sort of explain in a, in a quick way how it works and then secondly um uh, that do you did you find that it did work in the lower time frames but it just wasn't for you if you know what I mean, versus it didn't work in the lower time frames as well as it does on weekly and monthly? Uh, both, right? Um, first off, you know, JC and I, we did a follow-up uh, to our first blog post, um, and it was all about market patience, right? So everything's vibration. And um, since everything's vibration, right, um, things move in waves. Right, and you know, kind of what we can get into an Elliott we hate discussion if we want. But um, so these waves are governed by natural law, and what these arcs are are basically same. You know, if you drop a, a rock into a pond, and these waves made out, that's all these arcs are, right? And so, from the initial impulse move off a low, especially like a weekly, monthly. Now remember these. You know, I'm looking actually at of actually Tilray. Um, the first impulse move went from the middle of March to like the end of June, right? That's a long time. Then it corrects all the way down into November. So we're looking at pretty much an entire year for the impulse move off of a low to be formed. You see what I mean? That initial impulse move off of a low or off of a high, right? That will govern the, the of the stock for the rest of its history. Believe it or not, right? And so the the, the angle, right? The, the length, how long does that price go up from both price and time? All that's basically equal to the weight of the rock that hits the water that creates these ripples of waves. And so when you see these arcs, right, that's all they really are, the waves. And so those waves are going to move out from that low or that high down, right? 
and they're going to create and run into interference, right? And so those interferences are what we know as support and resistance. So anywhere along those arcs, look back in the past, and you said an arc was able to cause, in the past, it's like clarity, right? It's able to cause some sort of support or resistance in the past. If you go to the future, it should or it might um, be causing the same sort of thing, whether it's support becomes resistance or resistance becomes support. What that allows you to do is really just get a feel for the movement and the flow. I'll trade off of those arcs, right? I'll trade off of the patterns and the numbers, but those arcs, I'll overlay them on top of them because it'll be another, you know, I, I'll, sometimes I'll get up 10, 11, 12 different techniques that all give me a, a level where the numbers are all coming together, right? And so the arcs are a visual representation of that vibrational energy that's moving the stock either up or down. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does, it does. Okay. Um, and so so you mentioned, like, obviously talking about stocks now, but you did mention you were spot forex trading back in yeah, the day. Yeah. I mean, did the... It works the, on anything. So did the, it works on everything. Okay, cool. So so forex, it, it works on them as well. That's interesting. Um, that, that works much better on forex because it's so liquid. Ah, uh, yeah. And so yeah, if, if somebody yeah. was going to dive into this and go, right, I want to find out more about this geometric sort of trading and these waves and stuff, what would be, I suppose, how, how, how long, is, what kind of journey are they, are they put getting themselves involved in? A wonderful journey. Um, but I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help everybody out, all right, Cam? Um, there's a book by Michael Schneider. Um, it's actually a web, too. I think it's... Uh, constructingtheuniverse.com but essentially Michael Schneider puts out a book it's a, an amazing book and it's essentially how to create the universe a journey through the numbers 1 through 12 and what I tell people is and, and um, I don't teach this um, I have in the past and maybe I've had 20 people uh, approach me says hey I want to learn this I'm like okay go get this book Michael Schneider's book alright and if you can't put it down because you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing, email me, call me, and we can talk. If you're like, what the heck is this? I've just saved you tens of thousands of hours and probably dollars going down this rabbit hole is not for you, right? So that would be the first thing I would recommend, honestly. And it, the book's like 15 bucks. Right. Um, because the concepts in those books, numbers 1 through 12 and the patterns, they're all there but he shows them out in the world, right? Not necessarily to the stock market. And those patterns and, and those numbers and the numerology and the geometry that are all associated with those numbers are all in that book. So if you read that book and you're like, wow, I really like this stuff, come and jump on the, 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 the crazy train, as Ozzy Osbourne would say, right? And, um, and, and off you go, right? I wouldn't do a thing until you do, right? Because you're going to skip a step. Right, you're you're gonna um, not necessarily. For me, I understand why. Let's say the Great British Pound is going to stop at this level, right? What what is behind it, right? And so I delved into the theory behind all this stuff: musical theory, numerology, astrology, astronomy, uh, Pythagorean theorem. Um, gosh, there's stuff from the Kabbalah. There's actually numerology and cycles from the Bible. And then all of a sudden you just, you just dig up all this and finally like, oh, I believe, get back to the normal things, right? There's no more books I really need to read. Now it's just what's in between my two ears and um, let's, let's get it on, right? But if someone's interested in this, I would really recommend that they get that book. And if they like it, then I can recommend some more books uh, to, to start okay. you on your journey. Cool. Sense? Yeah, yeah, and so, so, um, I mean, like, if you know, when you're trading in these uh, weekly and monthly levels, I mean, what, what, uh, yeah. what risk to reward are you looking at? Three to one, right? Um, for every, let's say, ten bucks I, I risk, I want to make at least thirty. Right? And are you able to, uh, but, to to sort of determine your stop loss based on these patterns as well, or, or do you just have an arbitrary? Absolutely, stop loss? that's the oh, okay. that, no, no, that's the power, right? Ah, yeah. Um. Because, again, they don't work all the time. They're not going to. I don't think anything does, right? Uh, so I know I need to enter here. Okay, what am I willing to lose, right? So I know I need to, let's say, buy 10 darts, right? Okay, how, how, how confident do I feel on the pattern? Um, 
is there a lot of thrust coming into this? Well, should I pass and wait for like a signal reversal candle, right? Um, or is it really setting itself up and I've got 10 numbers that are overlaying each other? Let's lever up here and, 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 and make it happen, right? So I, I have good ideas. I used to say I like to either short against the wall of China or against the wall of China, right? So someone will say, hey, you know, what do you think of XYZ? I'm like, it's no man's land. And what I mean is there's not a discernible pattern where you can take profit or where you can short or where you can buy. It's just it's off it goes, right? Or it's, it, and, and so I, I can't enter just into the market. It's a, it's a fault of mine, right? But I have to enter against something so I can manage the risk. So most of the time, it's a known level in the market where I'm going to buy or sell. And then it's really, I'll never risk more than percent. But that doesn't mean that I can't, let's say, put a 10 lotter on and just make my stop 30 cents. Or I'm going to put one lotter on and make my stop $3. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, okay, it's an art, quite frankly, but it's never more than 3%. I'll get out. And so what, like with trading weekly and, and monthly, I mean, I must free your time up massively in terms of having to, yeah. you know, what's your trading day is probably more like a, a trading week, is it? Or how does that w work for you? Um, well, I'm on the charts every day. Uh, I just love it, right? Uh, I love to blog. I get questions asked, and, you know, it's okay, I'll check it out. Um, but um, yeah, I'll, a lot of entry orders, right? Um, and I don't want to be around it, right? Because I'll screw it up. I have a lot of different interests. And it's allowed me to, it's, it's, it's cleared my mind too. Like you're staring at a five minute chart all day, you go crazy. At least I do, right? Um, and, and then you're, again, you're able to slow it down, right? You're able to slow it down. And quite frankly, it's where you make the money, right? Um, like I said, a DBA, UNG, those things have been rocket ships. UNG is obviously correct now, but um, I waited. I waited for those a long time, right? And then um, the initial position, whatever I want, let's say I want to do 1,000 shares, I'll do 500. <laughs> so I don't worry about it, right? You know, I, stopping yourself out of your personal stop loss is, is mentally worse than any dollar amount that you lose. You know what I mean? You, you never want to mentally stop yourself out. So yeah. whatever position you think you want to do, take half off. Yeah. Relax, chill out, put it on. Again. And then the gyrations don't lock you out, right? If you're, if you're too levered, they lock out. And then the thing takes off in your direction, of course. It always happens that way. It knows exactly when you and I enter camp. <laughs> so so when, you, when you're, um, uh, like, manage, do you manage any of your trades, or do you literally let them just run to the TP and get out? Or let them run. You let them run. And and do you do you, um uh only go long because you're trading stocks now? Or no, no, you no, go short. No, I, yeah. I think and again that's that's again part of the problem. I like short better than going long. It, I see shorts yeah, better okay. than longs. Yeah. And a lot of times, like I'll invert the chart, you know, and say, okay, short this when it's looking like it's a buy. Ah, yeah. You know, because yes, yeah. I just see shorts better. I've heard that shorts, some people only trade shorts because they, and maybe it was a guest that mentioned it, uh, that because the move is often faster and quicker, more impulsive going short than it is going long. Uh, I don't know, but maybe that's the case. Uh, what about, um, so in the current sort of climate, I'm sort of getting some words around or hearing some yeah. noise around, like, you know, everything's just completely, uh, like, Built, built up to the to the to the nines. There's there's no more room for for upside. We've got to have a major correction coming. Um, with your sort of view on outlook on like you know this longer term monthly weekly, are you seeing anything like that at the moment? Well, you know, I just blogged and we can, we can share some charts and push them around when you want to. You know, my I, I love this ratio. So um, ratio analysis for for everyone listening in. It's very powerful, right? It's not that a stock or a security or a commodity or a currency will go up or down. It's just compared to another asset class, it's a stronger asset class than another one. And so in the current market environment, one of the key ratios that I've been using, and you can go ahead and search it, is um, the Staples uh, ETF XLP, right? And then over the New York Stock Exchange Index. And the only reason I do that is that's, 
kind of the largest aggregate look at you know stocks uh, per se. Uh, so that's you know five thousand plus stocks, right? And so what's happened in twenty twenty one is um, that ratio has just been stuck in a debate since like February, right? And the other blog I did I think two or three days ago was. I mean, you got to have a trading strategy until it fails, because it will, right? But the ratio going down is you know, XLP is on the top, New York Stock Exchange is on the bottom. And the reason we're using XLP is because it's an aggregate for risk-on, rough mindset for institutions. If they are in a risk-on mindset, they're like, I don't care if the part needs to go get toilet paper or toothpaste or anything like that. He's not worried about it either. Let's get long and let's go, right? Risk is off. Wow, things are correcting. It's pretty ugly. Risk is off now. But I know Bart's going to need toilet paper, toothbrush, orange juice, right? He's going to need staples to live. So staples will start to, excuse me, start to outperform. So in this case, as the ratio is going down, equities in general are risk onish. As the ratio starts going up, equities in general are now risk offish the market should correct or pause right so this channel right you would have a field day if you bought them at the channel sold the top bought the bottom right it's yeah. just and every time it hit the top and the bottom of the channel there's an inflection in the market right so we haven't broken out upside or downside out of that channel yet so these market gyrations that are occurring right now all I think right now um, it's telling us that we're, yeah, we're correcting a little, pausing a little, but until we break out to the upside, like have a weekly close above that channel, and I can show it to you real quick. I'm just actually having a look at it now, so um, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll do a video after this, and we can we can chuck that up on the okay. video so people can have a look. Yeah, so I can yeah, see so, I can see it's like you could have you could have had a good few trades off the the, the range. Yeah, yeah. Um But you're saying as soon so, as it breaks out of that, then you think that we're things are going to change. They could, they should, they could. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and but what I'm talking about is like a weekly or a monthly close. Sorry, my camera moves on me. Uh, a weekly or a monthly close above or below that channel, right? If it closes below it, it's going to explode, right? Um, if it closes above it, it could correct pretty nicely. Um, the other thing I'm watching is there's been a long-term target on the banks, uh, the banking index in the United States. Uh, that target's never been hit, so I want it to go up there and tag it because then we'll know where we are, right? The great thing I love about the patterns too, Cam, is they allow us to just do if-then, right? If market breaks above the XE, NY, excuse me, NYL on a weekly basis, then short market. It's just yeah. easy, right? Yeah. If weekly close below the channel, then go long market, right? So you have these levels, you know, you have these kind of, you know, line in the sand, if you will, where you can decision. I remember about four years ago, the banking index had a really powerful sell signal. And what I mean by a powerful sell signal is it doesn't mean that it's going to work. The probability is higher, but on like a long-term chart, there's like six different techniques that came in, all the numbers were on top of each other. So you knew exactly that was the point. And so I called a buddy of mine who's a big institutional trader. He's down in the Bahamas. I said, hey, this, this is a perfect pattern. It was lining up in price. It was lining up in time. And so all I'm saying about it being perfect is everything's lining up, which means I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> but if it fails, get long the stock market, right? Because it's going to explode. Banks lead us up. Banks lead us down, mm -hmm. right? Um, if it works, short the stock market. Right, because banks are going to go down, and quite frankly, this is a great sell pattern. Well, not only did it fail, it gapped up and above that, and it was like get long. That was a pure and easy signal, right? And so that's why I wanted to go up and tag, you know, the uh, the banking index target. Um, there's things too, especially. Sorry if I'm talking too much. I can, you can tell I love this stuff. Um, you know, from a chartered market technician, we're also taught all this inner market analysis. Right now, everything kind of moves and flows together. Right? Currencies, fixed income, global equities, right? Not just the U.S. Global equities and commodities. That's your circle of life, 
and the money's moving around in that circle of life. It never pops out. Well, it might go to crypto. Now we can talk about that later, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's basically, that's your circle of life, and it's always just doing a dance, right? If you can figure out where you are in the dance, you're going to be able to manage risk well, right? So, um, you know, palladium is a huge correlation to the NASDAQ, right? Why? Well, palladium is in all the doggone electronics. So there's a monstrous target, a little lower on palladium. So we're in a bull market right now. No one's told us for, you know, bear market or not, right? It seems like we're correcting a little bit, right? So this is a monster high pattern on palladium. It's just a little bit lower. you got to buy the NASDAQ there and don't be married to it. And again, like we talked about, if you want to go in with a position of 500 units, go in with 100, right? Just, just. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so honestly, Cam, I really have no idea. But until until we break out of that channel, until that Palladium targets hit, until the banking index targets hit, and everything like that, I think it's game on. But I'm being very cautious. Yeah. Okay. So there's no so yeah. So you're not sort of going oh, there's nothing there that you're saying oh this is a, this is a massive correction happening. Okay. Cool. Now not, so, not yet. Not, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Um. Now what about We're uh? Close. Yeah. <laughs> What 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 about if um if you were if you're just a regular Joe working a day job, uh yeah. what 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 do you recommend they steps they take to to start making money from the markets? Um, lengthen your time, minimize the the size of your position so you're not worried about it, right? And and just learn some basic technical analysis, right? Um, Throw an RSI on there. Look for bullish and bearish divergence. Learn basic uh, retracement techniques. You know, I, I have to a whole different level, which you don't have to, right? But ultimately, and do your own work, right? Because the news is, you'll go crazy, right? Um, do your own work. You know, maybe follow one or two people that, that you like, right? But ultimately, um I think people make mistakes. You know, there's a friend I know. He's a great guy. You know, he's like, I'm going to start trading full time. And he took out a bunch of equity in his house. He's never trained, you know, and he's getting killed. And I feel horrible, right? So, you know, um, really get your mind right that you're going to lose money, right? No one teaches you this, right? I know of no successful trader who hasn't lost money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it goes with the 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 issues I've done. Everyone's pretty much lost money at some point, and and taken the lesson, felt the pain, and then come back. I mean, what what sort of what yeah. te- what mindset techniques do you would you recommend to somebody and say, look, you know, here's here's trading what I recommend as a yeah. tip to try and get your mind right for trading. Yeah. So, have you ever uh, heard of Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas? Yeah. Read the book. It, it, it's great. Right. And, and not only read it, but understand it. Right. Every moment, every market moment is unique. Um, an edge is nothing more than a probability of something happening than not. Right. Once you enter into the market, it's over. You can't control it. Don't stare at it anymore. Right. But I think what happens is when you're first starting out, you have 14 moving averages, 18 oscillators, of course, you're going to throw Bollinger Bands on there. You know what I mean? you got that so much stuff to chart. And what's your edge? You don't even know what your edge is, right? Yeah. Um, some people might just buy breakouts, sell breakdowns, and grab 50 cents and get out, right? De- define your edge. One thing Larry Pesavento told me that was really powerful. He goes, you're not going to make – well, two things. Uh, the first thing is you're not going to make any money till these patterns become yours. And, and I was like, what? What are you talking about? He goes, I wrote the book, right? But you need to make them yours, right? You need to trust them, and they need to become your edge. And you need to trust your edge. And you need to trust the fact that your edge is not going to be right 100% of the time. That took years to understand me. Again, I might not be the sharpest tool in the shed, right? Um, and then the second thing, it was really funny. I was sitting there. We were trading at his trading desk. Go, Larry what's a good month for you? And he goes, one cent. And I laughed. Sorry, I'm looking up at the camera. I wanted to see your face. But I'm like, crap. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I laughed. He's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, come on, Larry, one cent. What do you, he goes, one cent. 
This guy's been trading for 40 plus years. Oh, right. So, so he's made one, one cent profit for the month. Is a good... Yeah. yeah. He, he's like, that's a good month. Yeah. Any time you're green. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, you yeah. don't understand that it's going to be a long journey for you, Bart. That's what he told me. And I didn't. And now, guess what? You know what a good month is? One cent, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig. Now, um... well, it, it, it's, it's, it's a hard gig. Trading, what, what did they say? Oh. Trading's not hard. It's just not easy. <laughs> doesn't make it any easier, does it? Um, now, if there was one thing you'd recommend any retail trader spend the next month mastering, what would it be? Well, first off, this, right? Um, measured moves. Oh, I did read that in your blog, and I, I saw that there, you had there, that listed. Don't leave home without it, right? And um, it, it's, I think, especially on a monthly and weekly, measured moves. I mean, they are so powerful. The market does the same thing every single time. Human emotions, they never change, right? And those prints show up on longer-term charts. Do you want to describe so a measured it, move for the guys that don't know what sure. it is? Sure. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course. So a measured move is, let's say we're in a bull market. And um, off we go, and we take off from a low of 10 bucks, and we go up to 100, right? And so any time throughout that move, there's going to be gyrations, right? So let's say we go up to 20, and we go down to 15. That's a $5 correction. And, and let's say that's our first correction, right? That $5 correction becomes the correction that you can all future corrections off. So measured move for that, for that, that particular stock, commodity, bond, currency, whatever it's going to be, that $5 is your measured move. So as the market starts correcting on you, pulling back, if you will, just copy-paste that $5 move that went from 20 to 15 and overlay it on top of, you know, 50. And so it'll go down to 45, start looking for a, a basis for entry. The other thing that's really key is these measured moves are harmonic, okay? So you can extend these measured moves by, let's say, 1.618, right, uh, gold mean, 2.618, 2.236, quarter to five, right? So, but that initial corrective move is your measured move that you're going to want to be aware of as the market keeps going up and up and up. And when big corrections start to occur, which invariably they will, right, you go out to a longer chart and then you look and see, okay, what in the history of this chart, as much data as you can get, what is the largest corrective move that you've seen? Mm. Expect that to occur again. And that'll allow you to really hone in your entries. Right? And sometimes it might not ever get down to that level. A lot of times, once we've, you know, let's say it had a five-wave movement, uh, whether that's a wave one, three, or five, whatever it's going to be, um, it'll correct the same amount all the time. Those are measured moves. Same thing, acting moves up, right? As the market moves up, then it goes down, take that initial move up, and that's just a projection, right? That's another measured move that you can use. Here's another tip. When you start looking at these different corrections, I'll always go to log scale also. And the reason I do that is I also want to see what the percentage correction is, okay? Because the piece correction and the percentage correction are going to be different. A lot of times the percentage correction works. So you want to know where that level is too. Then you drop your retrade grids. Then you get into some price projection techniques. And now you can come in with a nice little level that helps you what? Manage risk. Not make money. Manage risk. And then you decide, do I want to buy it or not? That help? Cam, yeah, yeah. I mean, think measured moves is a, is a great thing that people could go away and master. And I mean, maybe we simple. can potentially touch on it if we, when we jump to this video. <laughs> um, now, uh, we're going to – actually, before we jump into the quick fire round and then wrap up, I do want to ask, and I feel like I'm missing a question here around um, <laughs> when, you were, uh, when you were back at the doing the spot Forex trading. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to sort of talk us through through that and how – that looks. I know a lot of my listeners are forex traders. Um, how that looked from a sort of day-to-day -day basis. What do you mean? Oh, um, I mean, like what, sure. what? I mean, were you entering at that stage? Were you entering on intraday market, or were you still doing monthly or weekly? How did how did that look? Uh, it, was, it was actually a little bit of both, right? I was, I was trying to trying operative word, right? I was trying to get something where I could get it, right? And so, if there was a nice little sixty-minute pattern, sure, I'd enter in, close it by the end of the day. Uh, if there was a longer-term weekly or monthly pattern that was setting up, um, I would 
look for those patterns, but I'd go down all the way to a one-minute chart. And that's a pretty neat drill if you can ever do that. It's actually really cool, right? So you've been watching, you've been hawking the level forever, and then go down and see that level get hit on a one-minute chart and see the reaction. You can, high probability, it's not, again, it's trading. It's, you know, nothing's for certain. But there's a high level of probability that um, you'll be able to see, you know what, that's a good level. And, and so, and, and then you just got to start thinking. And I remember with the Great British Pound, it loves, I don't know why, but it loves to bounce around the 0.886 retracement level, right? And, and I remember entering in a long and going from a monthly all the way down to a one-minute chart and watching it hit the 0.886. And on a one-minute chart, it's, gonna, it's always going to come back and retest it, right? And I just thought to myself, why in the world is this working, right? What is it every equity, commodity, and fixed income market would have to operate 90 days continuously to equal one day of liquidity on the foreign exchange market? And then you got to think of the yards that are going around, the interbank that's going around, and all of a sudden the market just pivots on these levels. And, and oh, by the way, you got all the algo trading going on, you know what I mean? And it's just like, this is crazy. How the heck is this happening? You know what I mean? Um, it still blows me away sometimes when it works. And I and, and the day that doesn't is probably the day that I need to stop investing. When you work it out, th- that's the day. Yeah, when I'm no longer like, holy smokes, this is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Right. Um, let's jump into a quick fire round here. You've answered some of these questions already, so I'll, I'll skip through some. So how long did sure, it take man. you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Uh, over five years. Easily. Seven a long time. I was making money and everything, but I wasn't consistent. What's so. your favorite entry setup? <laughs> the end of a C wave of an expanded flat. Sorry. <laughs> okay. End um, of a C wave of an expanded flag. Extended flat, right. Extended so, flag. Especially to buy it and short it. So, um, like I said, I love Elliott Wave when it works. That's not a joke. It's actually, I love Elliott Wave when it works. And but when if you're going to go down the Elliott Wave path, I think one of the best things to do is if if you want to learn Elliott Wave and cut the subwave of the subwave, it's like golf. You know, when your buddy's out there and he's going like that, you know he's cheating on his score, right? He's like, come on, dude, you didn't get a five. That was an eight. You know, and they're like, oh, oh, oh. oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's so like when, if, it, yeah, right. Yeah. If someone to you, oh, this is the third subwave of a subwave, stop. You don't know what you're talking about, right? Um, you can subwave fractal this thing until the cows come home. Elliott Wave is great. Learn the corrections. Actually, I did, right. a, I did an interview with a guy. Uh, who's probably I don't know if he's going to come out before or after you, but um, who was it? Uh, Paul Bartley, I think his name was. It's another, name. another Bart, yeah. Um, any, <laughs> anyway, he was, uh, or might, it might have been Bratley, Bratley. Um, uh, anyway, he, uh, he's Elliot wave as well as a whole bunch of other things. And he, his tip was just focus on the fifth wave. That was his tip. <laughs> so just focus on the fifth wave. Yeah. And then I don't know, yeah. like, I don't know if that helps anyone out there now. Um, okay. What about, so, 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 so that entry point, right? So an expanded flat is interesting, right? So in this case, we're going to look to buy, right? So the market goes down, right? And, and Bitcoin, actually, I, I got back in at 28. It, the, the correction was a perfect expanded flat. And the key is that B wave will go up. It'll make a new high, but it'll only be on three waves, right? And then it flips down, and it comes ripping down, right, into the C wave. Mm. Well, that initial A wave move, that C wave will be 1.618 times that or 2.618 times that. And the C wave will always have to be five waves. And because it's a C wave, it's very liquid and it's very powerful in form, balance, and proportion. So if, you, if you're on my blog, you can look at it. Um, sorry about that. Thank on camera keeps um, moving on me. But like the, the long for copper into the um, uh, all-time highs, it was perfect expanded flat. So that is my favorite trade entry, to be honest with you, right? Because once you see that three waves making a new high, 
all you got to look for. And it's usually pretty prominent, right? It's not like you have to do the subwave of the subwave. Okay, Cam, you're cheating at golf. Don't do it, right? Yeah. It's pretty obvious. As this thing flips down, you're like, this is a buy, you know? You know? And it likes to go 1.618 times that initial moves down. But sometimes it extends in the 2.618 times it. But you can, if you just have a little wave counting in you, you can see it's like, okay. And that's when you get your fangs out. So that's my favorite trade entry, to be honest with you. And, and uh, sort of with Bitcoin, it's just tanked to uh, 49,000 or I think got to 42,000 in the weekend. I mean, it, it, have you got any sort of predictions based on your circles to see, like seeing lines <laughs> where, it's, where it's supposed to be going? Gosh, I wish. Um, I think we're in a fifth wave, right? Uh, I think we finished one, we're correcting two. And I think that we could probably go up into the 100,000. But I think for, and people are going to, you might not even post this uh, video, Cam, of, of you and I, they're going to hate me. But um, uh, there's some significant stuff going on in the Eurozone, uh, Asia, uh, Canada, right? Um, where um, crypto is uh, might become, you know, federalized, if you will. And there's one global cryptocurrency which could push the private current, the cryptocurrencies out there. So it's not a sure bet at all. And um, the count certainly lends itself to we are in a fifth wave. Uh, I do think we'll go higher. Um, just if you look at it on a weekly or monthly basis, there's there's still room to the upside. But right now, I'm thinking that we, we're subdividing in this fifth wave. We finished one. That took us up into the low 60s. That correction down into the 43s, too. And I think we got another gyration and everything. should take us upwards in and around 100,000. But then after that, for me as a crypto guy, um, and I have been, I'm playing Bitcoin, uh, I'm getting out. And uh, I'm probably not even going to look at cryptos again um, after March. Right. That's interesting. interesting. I could be totally wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I probably am totally wrong. Ah. No, it's interesting. It's, it's always good to get people's different uh, opinions. Now, yeah. um, what about uh, recommended trading book or resource? You mentioned a couple uh, of Well, already. the first thing, yeah, the first thing is I, I would definitely um, definitely read uh, Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas. Um, I would definitely go get Michael Schneider's book, uh, um, you know, Ending or Constructing the Universe, um, if you want to go down this path. Uh, Larry um, Petsvento's book, uh, Patterns, Profit, and Peace of Mind, um, th that's a great book, right? That's where you get the Gartleys, the ABCDs, the Three Drives, the Butterflies. Um, that's honestly a book you really need. Um, if you want to go to if, if intellectually feel the, the tug after you've read the Michael Schneider book, because it's only $15 right now, um, I would recommend any number of the um, – Michael Jenkins books, but one book that I think will really blow people away is Secret Science of Stock Market Profits. Uh, I think I got it right here. He's, yep. just, he's just gone to search for his book, guys, if you, if you yep. listen to the and podcast. Then, <laughs> yeah, and then go. if you really want to understand it, this oh, yeah. book right here. Philomath by Robert Philomath, wow. Science yeah. art. Superb. And then uh, here's the last one for you, Cam. And um, I don't recommend it, but if you really want to dive as deep as I go, this the thirty second jewel. Ah, oh, what's yeah. that about? Tony Brown, and this is all about Tony the Brown. law of vibration. Look how thick this thing is. What? That's my face. <laughs> Take her a lifetime oh. to write that. That's that's humongous. Uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, literally, take uh, me a lifetime about to read it. Twenty-five, thirty pounds, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, those, those, I would recommend those, honestly. Awesome. Uh, does that help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Now, what about your? What's your preferred broker and trading platform? Uh, I'm an interactive brokers guy. Alrighty. Cool. Yeah. They uh, they give you the world. Uh, their spreads are awesome. Uh, I think they're the best. And I think they're the safest, too, quite frankly, interactive brokers. Um, so, yeah. And I love their deviation, but yeah, I've been with them for years. And then I use eSignal. Um, I don't use any uh, of the um, advanced get or any stuff. It's just 
uh, e-signal, it's end of day data too, right? Because I'm on longer term time frames. So I spend like 40 bucks a month arts chart, you know. And then I'll use write some time and I draw stuff. So I, I don't need a big, huge package. Um, CQG, I mean, you know, you get all that, that unbelievable data and stuff. And I, I imagine if you're an institute person that you probably want that. But as a retail trader, I just use end of day data on e-signal. Hey folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100K. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. Awesome. Now, what about your worst ever trade? Do you want to walk us through that? Yeah, um, I uh, tried to go... Tried. I tried to go long the dollar versus the yen at 72. Think about it. Yeah, I got stopped out eight times in a row. And I went into a 13% drawdown, on the first drawdown I've ever been in. And uh, I, well, well, <laughs> uh, my partner was so pissed. You, know, you, got, you got stopped out and you went into drawdown as well. Well, because oh, yeah. the stops are so wide that you... But by the end of it, my you're stops like, were too tight. Oh, stops were too tight. Oh, sorry, you, you draw down why? on the account. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was greedy. I was so. So I don't know if you've seen. Um, that is back in like 2011, right? Uh, it was really I obvious, but it was like okay, the yen um, it's topped, and the dollar's about to take off. So right around. I'm looking at the chart right now. Right around September, October 2012, I get long, and um, I had such a big position. Uh, I was greedy, and um, kept getting stopped out. And went to a double double digit drawdown. And first, when I stopped out of the last uh, position, it exploded, and it ended up topping out at 105. So now. Um, yeah, was, I wouldn't. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. I'd be on a boat in the Bahamas right now. Oh. But that's okay. It's all part of the journey. Um, I think that I think the dollar yen is probably another trade of the decade that's coming up. Right. We can talk about that one right. if we want to. But, uh, um, but yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah. And, is that is that after breaking the uh, the coffin, the the iron coffin lid? Have you, yeah, did you hear about that? Uh, yeah. No, um, huh? I didn't. But it broke. It broke oh, go, me. go and check out um, a video that I did with Lawrence Yang. He uh, he talks about that in a in a video on the channel. Oh, now, okay, I will. I yeah, will. yeah. And and so, guys. Um, well, actually, last question of the show. Uh, could you leave our listeners with one piece of advice? Never give up. Keep scrapping. Right. Um, it will turn around. <laughs> I'm living proof. No. Um, Define your edge, right? Your edge doesn't have to be my edge, right? Seek out multiple people, multiple different type of techniques, but ultimately it's going to have to be your own, and keep it simple. If you have more than two integers on your chart, it's not simple. Yeah, simple is good, eh? Now, um, before we wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you? Yeah, so you can hit me um, a lot of times. Just hit me on the uh, the website, you know, contact page for uh, archcharts.com. Um, you get me, um, Bart at bartscharts.com and, uh, I'll always reply. And then you can text me, um, my number is 703-431-020. Um, I'm an open book. I got, you know, nothing to hide and I'll, I'll try to help out by and push them along. But, uh, yeah, never give up, right? You, once you see the light, once you figure out what your edge really is, you frame all that stuff, it, it's, it's not that hard. It's just survive your head. <laughs> Surviving your ego is cool. just the hardest cool. part. Well, look, Damn, it's been a blast. Oh, look, it has, mate. Look, uh, really appreciate it. A big thank you to Bart for sharing with us today. Thank Everything you. we've discussed here, along with all the links, are going to be in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Bart in the search box on tradingnut.com. And I'll probably put you in there as, as Bart, uh, Bartoloni, oh. and just leave out the gym for now. Um, so search for <laughs> Bart that way. Uh, until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, there you have it. Interview done and dusted with Bart. Now, do remember, we shot that video over there on YouTube where he breaks down these circles on a price chart. You've got to go and check this out. It is crazy how accurate they can be. Um, yeah, go and check that out on the YouTube channel right after this. 
Also, we've got Genius Trader coming next next week. Just remember, this is going to revolutionize your trading for 2022 and beyond. Okay, so stay tuned for that. Subscribe to whatever you can. And the Robot Builders Club offer is ending very soon. If you're here, January 2022, then you can get access to these two robots. Um, after that, they disappear. So go and check them out over there on tradingnut.com and the Robots Builder uh, link. And if you do want to do a free training, there's a free training over there that you can take as well. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode.